From the time we are born, we are placed in a bubble. It may be a result of where we are born, the people we are around, or the information we are given. Our mission here on the Sports is a Job podcast is to pop the bubble and help everyone realize they control their own path. We will interview people working in sports to share their story and provide our take on sport industry topics. Hosted by Colby Castillo and Olivia Putin. Welcome to the Sports is a Job podcast. Do you have a passion that you just can't stop talking about and you would love to share with others? Or maybe you have ideas or topics that you would really like to express your voice on and need a platform to do that. The answer to that is to start a podcast. And like yourself, when I first started, I Googled how to start a podcast and a million different ideas popped up. And when you're confronted with a million different options, it's hard to choose one. And so what I use personally for sports as a job and what I do on the side when I consult people to start a podcast, I direct them towards Anchor.fm. And the reason why I do that and why I use it personally is that Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. Like many other people, you didn't think you could get on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Well, Anchor will distribute to all those platforms and more. And the creation tools will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. The best part, you could even make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership required. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now take a listen to the episode brought to you straight from Anchor. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports is a Job podcast journey of the working sports professional. I am one half of the podcast. My name is Colby Castillo and joined by the other half who is a new host on this from the last episode. Uh, she's joining as well if you want to introduce yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Alia. And today's guest, um, she does a bunch of different interesting things. I mean, she's got a podcast, she's got a sports passport, um, she has like all these different experiences and I thought, you know, let's get her on and let's, let's tell some stories. Cause I'm sure she has a lot of stories. Um, so I would like to welcome Kaylee Cavalieri to the podcast. How are we doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am well, the sun is shining here in Boston, so it's a good day. It, it seems interesting. I actually just got off a, a podcast recording, um, an hour ago with people from Boston and I have to go through my list, but I'm pretty sure we have quite a few people from Boston for some reason that have been guests on the podcast. But so what, what have you been doing lately with the whole pandemic and quarantine to really stay busy? Oh, man. Well, so I am currently working for the Boston Red Sox. I am an administrative assistant for the legal department. And so just backing up a little bit before the pandemic even hit, um, the Red Sox were going through some, you know, some issues legally uh, with the whole quote unquote sign stealing thing, which has now been concluded. Um, So it has been a busy year for the Boston Red Sox. And so we are just, I personally am trying to help uh, get our office reopened and trying to get baseball back feet and get started hopefully sooner rather than later. Are you actually, so do you, would you know who Chris Valente is? The name doesn't sound familiar. Does he work for the Sox? He works, yeah, he works for Fenway. So he's the director of sales there at Fenway um, with the Fenway company, the parent company. And that's actually who I just had on on the podcast was was Chris. And then they 
uh, Rob Crane, who who's the director of sales at the affiliate for the Boston Red Sox. Um, he's the director of sales there. So once you said that, I was like, okay, wait a minute, there's connections here. So um, you know, tell me about your you know your full time job. What you know what what exactly? I guess how did you get there? And then what does the day to day look like on a normal uh, normal day of operation? Mm. So getting really, I mean, just like no two stories are the same, right? But um, I started working in minor league baseball right after I graduated high school. And I started working in, for the minor league team as kind of a summer job just to make money, get ready for college. It was a good way to uh, and fell in love with just being at the ballpark. I grew up at the ballpark. Uh, my dad and brother played baseball. And it was kind of like a home away from home for me. And so I actually moved out to Boston um, in 2015 and had previously worked a summer with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, And so I was like, I got to keep this going and um, transitioned into a seasonal position with the Red Sox when I got out here. And now I actually moved back to Seattle. We kind of ping pong back and forth, but we were in Seattle for two years and now we're back in Boston. And it just so happened to be um, a position open when I, when we moved back. So it's kind of been a crazy journey looking back at it, but uh, it's been fun. That's for sure. So did you ever think you would land a position like this? Was it ever like one of your goals or anything that kind of you thought as a career was it kind of unexpected? No. So I think the funny thing is people know they want to work in sports. And uh, I hear all the time, one of my biggest pieces of advice is when someone is interviewing for a job, um, the thing that they, like if they say, why do you want this job? A lot of times the blanket answer is, well, I love sports. I have a passion for sports. And the truth is like we all do, or else we wouldn't be applying for that position. So it's kind of getting into the nitty gritty about what you want to do within the organization. So if you would have told me that I was working in an admin position for the legal department (laughs) five years ago, I would have told you you were crazy because I've learned so much more about legal terms and legal jargon in the last six months than I ever knew possible. So if I, five years ago, um, just out of high school and college, I probably wouldn't have told you that I'd be working in this department specifically, but uh, yes, I've always wanted to, I always knew that I wanted to work for a baseball team. Definitely. And I feel like, especially in the sports industry, like when you think of it, like before you even get into it, you're like, okay, there's people that work on the admin side, the management side, coaches and stuff, but you never really think about like the details and how in depth it can even go. Definitely. There's so many positions that, I mean, I'm still learning about. It's such the total opposite of the sports passport that I want to get into, but you working on the legal side and then also you doing the side thing on the side. I mean, that's just, it doesn't match up. I mean, one's far left, the other's far right. So tell us about the sports passport, like how that came to be and and what exactly the sports passport is. Yeah. So actually, as I was moving out to Boston, um, my parents live in Arizona And so we had to move a bunch of my stuff from um, my apartment in Seattle to Arizona. And so my mom and I took a uh, road trip down the coast, the Pacific coast, and we stopped at all five of the California Major League Baseball stadiums on the way down. Um, And at each stadium, I was like, okay, where's the mascot? 
what food do they offer? Like, what am I missing out on? I'm here for one night and one night only. I want to know like what to do, what to see, what to eat, all that, all that jazz. Uh, and at the time I couldn't find anything on it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this on. I love going to the stadiums. I love sharing recommendations with people. Uh, and so that's kind of just something that I've tried to take on. I want to go to all of the major league stadiums as I, because I worked in minor league baseball, I want to go to all the minor league stadiums. I mean, I don't discriminate when it comes to sports. I want to do it all. <laughs> and I want to share as many tips and tricks um, and uh, travel ideas as possible. How many have you been to so far? How many have you crossed off the list of major league baseball parks? 12. 12? And this summer, I was supposed to knock off a few more. So, oh, <laughs> Well, hopefully everything goes day. back to normal and, and you can get there. So out of the 12, um, I know like you were saying, a lot of these ballparks got like special, I guess you could say the special food or special meal mm -hmm. at each of these parks. I mean, which was, which was your favorite out of the 12? I, I don't know if I'm biased or if it's truly different, but Seattle has just a completely uh, different food seed once you're inside the park. They just offer a lot of different variety. There's like dim sum, there's um, crab sandwiches, there's ice cream sandwiches that are like the size of your head that come with cookies. Um, there's just something for everybody. And then they have the classics like hot dogs and French fries and garlic fries. Uh, so it kind of runs the gamut. Um, so if anyone is a true foodie out there and they want to check out a baseball stadium, go to Seattle. Oh yeah, I'll for sure have to do that <laughs> when all this is over. But, um, I wanted to ask what kind of skills did you learn from starting your own blog and kind of curating your audience and followers? So I actually worked in marketing before, um, working for the Red Sox. And so I think that truly helped me understand like, recognizing that I need to focus on an audience. I need to know who I'm speaking to. I need to know what kind of voice I want to portray on my blog. I need to know if I'm going to be speaking from my personal voice and my experiences, or if I'm kind of just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an overarching voice for the people. Cause, but what it came down to is I want to be as real and as authentic as possible when people see me in real life, I want to, that to be portrayed on um, somebody's phone as well. Right, for sure. And I think that's so important. So do you know like what kind of demographic your audience or most of your followers are? Um, I would say probably a female for sure. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the content is relevant to men as well, but when it gets into like the fashion and all that kind of stuff, that kind of skews to the females but uh, and then probably age range like mm, 25 to 35 somewhere around there i mean one one interesting thing for me starting the podcast and then eventually moving it into doing articles and different things like that it's a difficult thing to do and i think a lot of people who say they start a blog or even just a podcast will tell you maybe it's easy to start but it's harder to maintain once you get it started so what is your tips, I guess, advice for people out there who maybe want to just start a self-blog for themselves or start a blog around a topic such as yours? What is your tips and advice to them to start that blog? Okay, so first off, I think you hit it on the head. It's just starting it. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, I took this road trip with my mom, I think it was five years ago now, and I feel like I'm really, truly diving into the meat of what I wanted to do five years later. And that is because I was 
fearful of what was going to happen. I was fearful that I wasn't meeting the goals and expectations that I was setting in my head. But if you just get started, like how many times do we look back on projects that we were so proud of at the time and now we look back at it and we're like, that's embarrassing, like uh, whatever, but you grew from it, you learned from it. Um, so just get started. And the biggest piece of it is going to be if you're passionate about it and if it's something that you truly love, because if you do, then who cares what people think? And from that, like I said, you're going to learn from it. You're going to grow. Um, I feel like every day my blog and my vision and what I want to do is kind of evolving and that's okay because I'm just, like I said, taking it one day at a time and learning. Um, but it's sitting down and also thinking about those things, thinking about where I want to be in five years from this, uh, with this and thinking about what do I want to post next week? When is national hot dog day? Like, do I have content for that? So kind of sitting down, mapping it out. And I think that scheduling and uh, thinking ahead is huge when it comes to a blog and social content in general. I totally agree with that. I actually used to be in sports production and I kind of wanted to get more experience on the camera. So I think after last summer, I was like, okay, I need to just practice like my on-camera voice. Like I need to be like how all these other people are on TV. And now like when I listen back on those, I can't even listen to it. I cringe <laughs> so hard. I, I It's so bad. But um, kind of gearing off of that, I think content creation is so important, especially right now when we're all like in quarantine, we're not in the studios, we're not at work. Um, so what content have you produced that kind of gets like the best reaction out of your followers? And like, how do you diversify your content so you're not like posting the same thing every day? Mm. Um, so for me, I recently have kind of dived into uh, the video side of things, mostly because it's been something that I have liked to do as a hobby in the past, and I just haven't had the opportunity to do it now. Um, so like if I'm going on vacation with my family, then I'll make a little hobby video of that. Uh, and so that's been something that I've seen gain a lot of engagement recently. Um, but it's got to be something again that you're passionate about and something that you're willing to spend time on. So a lot of people want to start a blog, but if you genuinely don't like writing, then maybe writing a blog isn't going to be your thing. Maybe you like talking and maybe podcasting is your thing. Um, and so video has been huge for me. And it's, like I said, it's about sitting down and scheduling things out. So if you look at my Instagram page, one of the things that I like to, um, try to maintain is um, one picture might be of my face and what I'm doing and the next is going to be not going to include me at all um, and so I'll try to mix it up if it's a picture of a hat and then a picture of me at a stadium or a picture of a stadium by itself and then it's me eating a hot dog I don't know what it, whatever it might be that day but um, I try to keep it consistent in that regard it's funny that you mentioned the whole thing about like, if blogging is not your thing, if you don't like to write, don't start a blog, which is what I exactly I did in November um, last year. I started a blog. That's how the journey began is I put probably about three articles out. And I remember every week I used to sit there, type it out. And I used to be like, dude, your grammar sucks. And I used to revise the heck out of the thing like for the whole week. And after three articles, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do the blog. I shut the blog down and I was like, let's just do a podcast. And then here we are now doing the podcast. I'll dabble here and here and there in writing, but I'm luckily enough 
we have a bunch of writers on the team that do love writing. So they're way better at it than I am. When I do put things out, people will text me, hey, did you notice that your grammar like this was wrong or this and that? I was like, dude, it's not about the grammar for me. It's about the message. So don't even pay attention to my grammar. I, <laughs> I probably don't put the periods where they're supposed to. I don't capitalize the right things. But it's definitely interesting that you mentioned that. Now, you seem like a big list person. I, I saw on your blog, your personal website, that in 2013, you did that 365 days of acts of kindness. And yes. that's super interesting to me because 365 days acts of kindness and you committing to that. I mean, you know, tell me about, first off, how did the heck did that happen? I mean, why did you even decide to do that kind of thing? And then what was it actually, you know, what was that experience and that journey like? Oh my gosh, you got to love the internet, right? I'm so happy you found that. <laughs> um, so back then, I um, leadership and kindness are like two of my other major passions. I think it's something that we should just be practicing every day. Uh, and so at the time, I was taking a leadership class where they were saying, if you practice something for um, seven days, uh, then it becomes a habit. So I came across this blog where this person was trying to do just that, like trying to commit to something for seven days, two weeks, 30 days. And then it's like kind of committed to memory. And then I thought to myself, like, well, why do it for just two weeks? Why just, why do it for a month? Like, why not try to do it for one entire year? And there were days where it was really hard to think of something because um, I tried not to repeat so on January 1st, I bought coffee for someone um, who was standing in line or excuse me, um, in the car behind me. And so for 364 days, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I could, but it wasn't what I was going to be writing about. I was trying to think of 365 different acts of kindness that people could do, simple acts of kindness that people could do in everyday life. It's just about looking for opportunities to be kinder to people um, was basically what it came down to. So was it like hard to remember every day or did it just kind of become a routine or like, how did that happen? There were, so I was like, I think I was a senior in college, junior, senior. So I was so busy with school. So there would be days where I knew exactly what I wanted to do, like kind of going back to that scheduling. Um, if it was like Alzheimer's awareness week, then I knew that I wanted to focus on that for the week. Um, but then there were days where I'm just sitting there writing a paper and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do something. So I had to like really rack my brain. And again, I had a list of things that I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, today would be a good day to do X or Y, uh, which was really nice <laughs> to have that backup plan. Now, another list that I, you know, thankful for the internet that I saw was your um, 30 things before 30. Um, and one of the things I saw that you did was visit the up house, which I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that the house was a real thing. So I'm glad you put it out there. But, but why do you like to do, I mean, what's the, I guess, the reasons for you for really doing these lists and committing to it? I, I think partially it's because we make huge goals for ourselves. And sometimes they just seem unobtainable or they seem so massive that, again, it goes back to that fear aspect that we just don't do it. We don't start. But if we break them down and we say, today I'm going to do this or this year I'm going to do this um, and give ourselves a little, a little less time to complete them, then looking back, you're like, oh my gosh, I just did that. And I, I think that's something that is really smart when it, when it comes to 
um, making goals and like thinking about what you want to do with your future, not just like with your career, but like looking back, I guess, on your life and saying like, I did that. And that's such an interesting mindset for me, because in a way you're super free flowing. I mean, you're setting these things, you're actually doing it. You're setting these big goals. Have you always been like this? Or was this, a, was there a certain moment in your life that you realized that this is kind of the way you kind of have to live um, and do these different things and do what you're passionate about? I don't know. That's a good question. I guess, I mean, I guess because I, there's not like an instance that sticks out to me, I guess it's always kind of been, um, who I am in mm-hmm. first nature. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's super, you know, helpful for me to, to have you on the podcast. Cause I think your ability to look at things and your mindset and what you're doing, I think it's infectious in a way because people will see and hear what you're doing and hear, you know, what it is you're, you're trying to accomplish and how you did it. And they'll be able to apply it to their own life. Now, as far as content wise, you know, what is your favorite, you know, what is your favorite thing to do? Is it the blog? Is it the podcast? Is it the videos? What do you enjoy doing? Um, wow. Great question. Because I, I mean, I enjoy it all. Um, podcasting is so new to me too. Okay. It's something that again, I think we'll look back on and I'll be like, Oh my goodness, what were we thinking? What were we doing? But I think just like getting being creative so I don't know if that's within a video and making something that I've never made before or if it's um, finding a cool angle of a field and sharing that with someone and being like this is what you need to see I think it's like my favorite part of sharing everything that I'm sharing is just like being able to be creative and like share my gifts with people And I really, really like your attitude and your mentality. And I think it resonates throughout your blog and just like the way that you talk and carry yourself. So I really, really love that. And I admire that a lot. But uh, I was going to say, now I just forget because I was just thinking about how, what an amazing person you are. Um, I'm going to edit this part out. (laughs) No worries. such an awkward pause. I get in the, in the meantime, are you on TikTok? Okay, so that's um I'm glad you brought that up because going back to like <laughs> strengths. Um like I said, videos are something that I want to get into more and I I love making videos. Mm-hmm. Um but I think now especially with this pandemic, everyone's like I got to be on TikTok, I got to be on yeah. TikTok. But again, if like, that's not something that you're passionate about, then like I, I don't think you should waste your time with it. So it's something that I have looked into and I've like really thought about, but I mean, I'm still working full time. I'm still trying to maintain this blog. And there were days during this, the last three months where like I got fully ready to make a TikTok and I just like couldn't commit to it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just not going to do this. So the answer is yes. It's something that I hope to pursue a little more (laughs) in the future. But right now it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to focus on other things. I think you could make really cool TikToks, especially if you're like traveling and doing all that stuff. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of the goal. Like once I get into stadiums, like here are the 10 places that you need to visit if you're inside. You could do that within a minute's time. So stay tuned. For sure. Um, so I remember what I was going to say. It wasn't even a question, but I was saying that your attitude and like the way that you carry yourself, I think is so important and so needed during this time when kind of everything seems like a standstill and not, no one, a lot of people don't feel like they're kind of, you know, they're not, a lot of people 
aren't very motivated during this time. And I feel like your energy and what you bring like helps people, you know, feel better. So I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And I think, I mean, that's kind of a goal of mine too. I mean, that is the goal ultimately with the sports passport is like, I just want to connect with people. I want to make a community of people. And if I can motivate someone to go after something that they're passionate about, or even just like complete a goal, like we were talking about for that day, then awesome. It's so funny because I'm looking at my TikTok here. Um, it's the most, you know, it's funny because I, I make these TikTok videos like you were talking about. It's the corniest thing ever. It, it, it's absolutely corny. Um, it, it's a sports is a job podcast, but I've been trying to figure out ways of how to, you know, apply the content that we're doing and mm-hmm. apply it to TikTok. Because at one point, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's little kids, this and that. But with every, with every social media platform, as time goes by, the demographics of it gets older and older. So definitely, I saw something earlier about how right now it's probably, you know, from six-year-olds to 45-year-olds. So, I mean, the, the range of people that we're trying to attract is on there. Um, one thing, I guess, to end the podcast is, is, Kaylee, if you have any advice to people out there, um, you know, how to stay positive during this pandemic and this quarantine, how can they look at this as an opportunity to do certain things maybe they've never have had the chance to get to, like starting a blog? Um, I, I ultimately think it comes back to just taking those baby steps, finding something that you're passionate about. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable, but like trying to put yourself outside of your comfort zone, networking with people and just asking questions. Like you don't have to write a blog post today, but maybe you want to reach out to someone that you really admire and ask how they got started. Um, and then as far as just like staying positive, I I mean, we all do it, right? Like we all sit there and we're like, she's doing this, he's doing this, like I should be doing this, but recognizing that they started somewhere too, and it's been a journey for them. Um, so just because they have X amount of followers, just because they're getting this many comments, like doesn't mean that you starting off should like, you can't play the comparison game. And they're the thing that I have loved since starting this is I've had so many women follow me, um, who are kind of doing similar things or they are doing the exact same thing. And it is true what they say, like everybody can be successful in this and there's room for everybody to do what, what they want to do. Yeah, it, it's all about, like you were saying, not comparison, but collaboration. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. There's enough success out there for all of us. So I appreciate you hopping on the podcast. I want to give you a minute or two to really plug everything that's going on in your life. <laughs> plug Sports Passport, all the social media, everything possible. So the floor is yours. Tell people where can they find you, where can they find all this great content? Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. So, um, I mean... On Instagram, I'm just the sports passport. Um, I'm the sportspassport.net. Someone had the .com, so I had to go the .net route. Um, I actually have to look up what I am on Twitter because I don't get on there enough. It's something <laughs> that I should do at sports underscore passport. And like I said, I'm just trying to build a community. So even if you don't like baseball, but you like other sports, like come check me out, come say hi. If sports is what you want to get into as an industry, please, please, please feel free to DM me because um, I want to be a resource for people. Well, thank you, Kaylee, for hopping on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been awesome. And like we always say on the podcast, we 
are all on our own individual journeys, but you are not alone.